0: Happy Thanksgiving everybody You are listening to The Rail Splitter The Abraham Lincoln Podcast
1: Now 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 Not five, not four, not two, just three The Rail Splitter Axe in hand Booking out at a frontier of hope and possibility In it, To each other And Party on
0: Welcome to the Rail Splitter, the Abraham Lincoln podcast. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. My name is Jeremy. With me is co-host Nick. Man, that sounded like a like a new song there at the intro. We uh, we did a little new theme song, a little bit of a remix this time around. Uh, and Civil War fan girls coming to us from Canada. Mary, how are you?
1: I'm good, thanks. How are you guys?
0: We are good. I am good.
2: Good. That's the first time i heard the song, because I, I don't respond to emails.
0: So, yeah, we, uh, our, our update of our theme song was long overdue. I don't think we were ever two great gentlemen, but the theme song said two great gentlemen. Obviously, that was a not, not an accurate depiction of the show. So we changed it up a little bit, threw in, some, threw in some Daniel Day-Lewis, some Barack Obama, some Beastie Boys. So, yeah, new theme song. Hope you all like it.
2: I heard Beastie Boys are huge Lincoln yeah, the yeah, Beastie
0: Boys was cool. If, if you're striving to find the connection, there isn't one.
2: I, uh, hate, to, I hate to break it to you, but there's
0: a... They yeah, all I just, have a B in their name. It was just a cool way to say that there are three people involved in this show. So, What five. song is that taken from? That's taken from Three the Hard Way. They talk about rocking this mother like Three the Hard Way.
2: I enjoy Beastie Boys. Yeah,
0: so from the yeah, I love Beastie Boys. Lincoln yeah. would have
2: liked the Beastie Boys. Probably.
0: Mm-hmm. There's there's uh, no connection to Lincoln other than uh, that's a cool way to say three, not five, not four, not two, but three. So intergalactic, like new, uh, <laughs> intergalactic That's <what> my favorite <laughs> different song. song. Different song, different songs. If you like the new theme song, let us uh, let us know. Send us a tweet at Real Splitter Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and I promise the one thing I was thinking about this week is that. Um, I'm not very good at tweeting from the rail splitter account because you're I get terrible. Busy. <laughs> you're a terrible rail splitter. <laughs> yes. So I, that is my resol- my Thanksgiving resolution is to do a better job with that. So all it's right, supposed well. to
2: be a New Year's resolution.
0: Yeah, I know, but I was making a joke. Oh. Kind of so Sorry, I did <laughs> see it as funny. So. <laughs> Usually, we kind of talk about Lincoln and current events, but I did want to bring up uh, Sunday was the anniversary of the Gettysburg Address, and one of my uh, little hobbies on the side is I like to do trivia, as you may have gathered from our trivia episode, which if you haven't listened to that, check it out. It was tons of fun, but I hosted a trivia event on Sunday to raise a little bit of money for um, the school that Nick and I work at, our um, scholarship foundation, to raise some money for some scholarships, and so I wrote the whole first round on Gettysburg and one-third of the rail splitters was playing in that event. Did a great job. (laughs) Ended up getting second place, but Nick's team did not do great on the Gettysburg (laughs) trivia round. Uh, Nick, why don't you take us through that play-by-play?
2: Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, we all know I'm the dumb rail splitter. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty obvious. The first question was, what state? I did know that. Pennsylvania. All right. Then What was the second question?
0: The second question was...
2: Was that the, who was saying it? There were
0: three. I, I, I played the entire speech for, for everybody, but I had three different people reciting it. Uh, so it was like an audio. So one
2: was Johnny Cash that I knew right away. Right. first it was one was Johnny, Johnny Cash. Cash. The
0: third one was Barack Obama. Very that, was easy. Easy. that
2: was easy. And then the second one was uh, Jeff Daniels. Mm-hmm. And then, like, how the hell am I supposed to know it was Jeff Daniels? It was
0: very, only one team got that correct.
2: So. Yeah. That, that's not because I was stupid. Uh, then there was. Oh, I
0: remember the second question was.
2: That. What's the second question?
0: The second question was put in the form that Lincoln used four score and seven. Oh, how yeah. long ago was the? <laughs> Look at this. My mom's calling as we're on the show right now. <laughs>
2: oh, and he's. Uh, we're gonna. I did answer it, mom. Answer I'm on my Rail Splitter podcast. Oh, okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you're talking to 150 people.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm
2: yeah.
1: Hi, everybody.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm Ama Hi there.
2: What's your favorite Abraham Lincoln story? <laughs> Don't ask me. <laughs> I didn't you, know I was going to be on air. I'd have to investigate. Kate, Kate, what president number was he? Second.
0: <laughs> No, not even close. <laughs> All right, I'll call you back. Happy Thanksgiving, I Mrs. Stangy. You're better than
2: me. Okay, goodbye. Bye.
0: All right. So you leave. can see
2: why you didn't do good on that trivia round. <laughs> we're leaving. Um,
1: it <laughs> we have to keep that in the show. That's hilarious.
2: <laughs> um. Oh yeah. So I we had the right year, but we could, we didn't know what a score was. If it was ten or twenty, you know, we said ten. So, so many we're teams an did that.
0: I'm like, there's a name for ten years. What? It's, a, it's a decade?
2: Hey, we just thought it was like a, a fancy why would it term. Have, why
0: wouldn't it have two names? Yeah.
2: Well, who the hell uses a score? I mean, come uh, on. Obviously, Abraham
0: Lincoln and Martin Luther King. And he I did a use dream. a score. He started the "I Have a Dream" speech five score years ago, talking about the Gettysburg Address.
2: I thought he started "I Have a Dream." No, I just <clears actually throat> <a, throat>
0: Yeah, you can't just. All
2: right. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so I got that. Wrong. So, so we did the math game, wrong on that.
0: Seven score and fourteen. In case you were, or something, right? Is that right? No, so I'm guess. Yeah, yeah 7, you don't even know yeah. it, and
2: you wrote the damn question.
0: Well,
2: yeah. And then the other one was, how many words are in the Gettysburg Address?
0: Within within 25.
2: That's a stupid question. So, had so pick- we said 10. So we no. were wrong. <laughs> no. We guessed 200, so we were wrong there. And Oh, and then finished the quote. I didn't never memorize the like. I, there's a reason I didn't jump in when you know Mary and Helen were going back and forth on Gettysburg Address because I don't have that memorized by heart. So um, <laughs> we got that wrong too. <laughs> so it was we, the we line, didn't do too well. Uh,
0: you know how does the, the the line "A nation so conceived and so dedicated can long endure" blank? Yeah, you know what, now, so you learned something. Uh, but anyway, Nick ended up getting Nick's team did a great job and ended up getting second place. We did. Had he gotten a perfect score in the Gettysburg round, we would have won. Yeah, so
2: hey, you know, uh, it's, I only do
0: a podcast about Lincoln, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, I enjoyed uh, hanging out and watching. I didn't tweet very much, uh, just because it, so we had a, it was a really big event. We had over a hundred people, so I was busy uh, getting that ready. So I wasn't able to tweet about the Gettysburg Address. But that night, I was reading through Twitter. Um and we follow, you know, with the, the show's account as many civil War accounts as Oh, well, I don't can. mean to
2: interrupt you. My mom did text me, sixteenth president. All right. She does know how to use Google.
0: <laughs> um so anyway, but I, I really enjoyed kind of reading Twitter afterward and not, you know, kinda of from the sidelines. So that was really uh really cool. And I liked people kind of sharing lines and talking about the anniversary and talking about experiences at Gettysburg and take sharing some pictures from Gettysburg. And that was that was pretty cool. So I kind of honored the anniversary. In a couple of different ways, uh, Mary. Yeah, I saw you tweeted quite a bit about the the address. What were your thoughts on the anniversary?
1: Uh, for Gettysburg, it was. Um, I did my usual, like trying to tweet quite a bit, as I know you guys both saw. Um, so I was actually I had stuff going on, so I had to schedule some tweets. So I really thought I like to kind of tell the background information. So I wanted to talk about. David Wills. So I did that. Um, I also mentioned one tweet about where like Lincoln would have looked across to where Thaddeus Stevens old law office was. But um, I thought, you know, the the day the 18th and the 19th are both very special to me. And I was following along on Twitter with other people like, you know, Mr. Lincoln, um, who's one of my very best friends. He does one where he's like, you know, live tweeting. He's as if he's Abraham Lincoln from Gettysburg. And I think that allows people to kind of, immerse themselves in what it would have actually been like there um so it was awesome to see you know so many people tweeting about it i had friends on um people that were actually there so i got to see photos of the event like harold holzer spoke um there was a lincoln reenactor george buss who he gave the gettysburg address on the So, and I was also along with some of my friends who are at uh, every year in Gettysburg. There is an Abraham Lincoln Symposium, which is part of the Lincoln Forum, which is um, a forum that anybody can join. The lead membership is $35 a year. And then you have the chance to um, buy a ticket to the symposium, which is, I think it's three days, and they have different speakers. They have books for sale there. Um, But I have a few friends that attend every year, and each year they're like, you need to, you know, join us and down and participate in this. So I actually think I might do it next year and see what it's like. Um, Cause well, I went to a one day, went to a one day symposium about Mary Lincoln back in February. And I really enjoyed it. So three days of being immersed with a bunch of other Abraham Lincoln enthusiasts, like that's perfect.
2: Well, we're probably going to get, out there. You think they're going to pay for us to be on their panel? Oh,
1: I, I think we could probably swing something.
2: All right, if you're Dude, will they you pick me up?
0: To, limo service? Yeah, limo service, maybe. Who knows?
1: Yeah.
2: I'll go on an Escalade. I mean, so. I'm not too picky.
0: <laughs> uh, we actually used to have a Civil War symposium right in town here, but that's. Uh, I was just gone. talking
2: to her about this because I. Um, was there Saturday, and they're doing World War One again. But she says they always ask, people are always like, when are you doing the Civil War again? When are you doing the Civil War again? So hopefully the Civil War happens there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll uh, probably be the guest speakers.
0: <laughs> um, probably that, not. That actually, because uh, we, we had one here in town in Rockford, Illinois, and uh, that Michael Burlingame spoke, uh, and that's kind of how I found oh. out about him and his speech was really, really cool. So it's important to, to, uh, to support those, those kinds of events, especially if they're local for you all. Um, but yeah, those national ones, yeah, that one in Maryland. And then the one, isn't there one in Maryland and then one in Gettysburg?
1: Yeah, um, there's one in Maryland in April. It's, I don't, I don't know the same one, but that held at the Surratt house or it's through the Surratt house museum. And it's usually focuses more on the, um, sometimes it'll focus more on the assassination. Um, But this in Gettysburg, they had um, some really interesting talks this year. Like I think one was about Lincoln's friends. One was about Lincoln's enemies. Um, Just seemed like really cool thing that I'd like to, you know, do at least once, I think.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. So super cool. uh, Yeah. And if any, anybody out in rail splitter nation attended, uh, send us, send us kind of your thoughts and what you, uh, what your experience was like? Because that's definitely something that we'd like to do. Um, it's always hard, uh, especially for me and for Nick and I, being in education, getting away anytime that's not June or July mm-hmm. um, tends to be tough. And a lot of symposia don't happen in the summertime because everybody's oh. <laughs> traveling. Um, so
2: I can get away free. So if you're looking for a guest, I'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> so you can
1: you can come along with me, Nick. We'll we'll represent the real splitters. There you yeah, go. <laughs> all right. All right.
2: Well, well, I have, yeah, you could, you and me could do this side and then he could be the one. That's right. Exactly. The other That's right. I can be on the, the other end of the Google
0: chat. You so. could
2: still do the board yeah. and everything though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So yeah, all the sound issues, those are all my fault. Uh, the
2: one in Maryland is March 31st through April. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. I'm an idiot. That's 2017. That so, already so happened. It's probably around
0: there though. Yeah. Um god i'm so, so dumb I'm so oh. to to also talk a little bit, we mentioned the Gettysburg address and how um Dr. King actually referenced it uh just in case you weren't familiar um, he does a quick uh little greeting like i'm happy to join you today, uh, but then he starts the speech with five score years ago, a great American in whose symbolic sh- shadow we stand today signed the Emancipation Proclamation, so the I have a dream speech was you know started with uh kind of setting the stage, referencing Abraham Lincoln, which I always thought was a uh, cool aspect of that uh, speech. So, yeah, hopefully everybody had a little bit of time to reflect on the uh, anniversary on November 19th. Um, to
2: read those 272 words.
0: 272 words if, if you count under God. And there's yeah. debate over whether or not he actually said it. And really, we'll never know for hundred with 100% certainty what the Gettysburg Address actually was uh, because um, we have copies that he wrote before he delivered it, which if I, under, if I remember correctly, the, the, co- the, the, one, the, f- the few copies he wrote before he delivered it did not include the, the words under God, but the the handwritten copies he submitted or he wrote for people after did. And that's why people think that he did say it because that's why he added it when he wrote them after. Because um, there's a there's like three or four very subtle changes in wording uh, from the ones that he wrote before and the ones that he wrote after, and it's generally accepted that the after copies were him writing down what he said. Yeah, uh, so,
2: the one that's on display in Springfield currently, one of the ones he wrote before.
0: No, that's one of the ones, ones after. after. right? Okay. I believe okay. it's the John Hay one. I want to say hey, I'll look that up. Where's
1: the Where's the Nicolet, um copy? Because Nicolay was the one that wrote one. Um, he went to Lincoln's, um, room at the David Rolls house at about nine o'clock on the 19th and he wrote one out. Where's that one on display?
0: That is or a good is question. Now anymore? that I think now that you said it, I, maybe I was wrong when I said it was the hay one. It might be the Nicolet one. Uh, but I'll look it up. Um, Down in Springfield right now. Um, right in Springfield. So, <laughs> <That was hours. laughs> so I went to internet land and tried, tried, found out. And as soon as I saw it, I'm like, Oh yeah, now I remember. Uh, the copy that's on display that I will be looking at tomorrow uh, is um, the Everett copy. It's the one that he made as a thank you to Edward Everett, who spoke before Abraham Lincoln. For seven at, hours. Right, for for like <laughs> yep. six days his speech lasted um, yep. at Gettysburg. And it's a really neat story because it was um, owned by a collector who was selling it. And uh, throughout the state of Illinois, they did a kind of a charity drive in school where kids donated pennies, you know, obviously pennies because of Abraham Lincoln. Um, but they uh, donated enough pennies to pay for much of it. And then I think they had a couple of benefactors who donated bigger chunks of money um, to purchase it. Uh, but they had a big, big penny drive. There's a cool um, story. To, to raise money, for to to bring it back to Illinois. They should have so, raised dollars, $5 bills. $5 what bills. What a, what a, what a, uh, yeah. But the... the um, copy that they have was written for Edward Everett, um, and it was his personal copy until, you know, obviously it was probably in his family for a while and then ended up uh, belonging to the state of Illinois, and then the state of Illinois put it in the Lincoln collection in Springfield. So cool. that's very, very cool. So, yeah, I will be looking at the Gettysburg Address in Lincoln's own hand, which is a very moving experience. Uh, that will be on display. It's always in the collection, but they only bring it out um, Occasionally, but it's on display. It Went out on the 13th, and it's going back in the vault on the 26th. So if you're in Springfield, um, really this week, get there quick. You, you're going to want to get yeah. there. So um, but is I it will, rail splitter, Jeremy? I will be there tomorrow, um, and I'll be in the children's area for a, a while with my children. <laughs> um, and then, you know, my son likes the log cabin little area. Yeah, where they do a little replica and. Their favorite room in the museum, there's a room where Willie and Tad are um, kind of misbehaving in Lincoln's law office, which is, like, entirely overdone. They're, like, Lincoln's sitting on a couch reading a newspaper, and the two kids are playing baseball with a broom and (laughs) bottles of ink. So like it's like there's no way like wow. it's typical kids I mean, like, like in my no, classroom. I'm like, oh, he was known for being yeah. lenient with his kids. Let's make a scene of them playing baseball in his law office with one before baseball really existed, and two <laughs> with uh, open bottles of ink and a broom. Yep. Uh, but my it's, dad's it's a of- lawyer.
1: I can tell you, I always played baseball in his office. See, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, no Canadian <laughs> hockey joke out of you, Nick. I know you're thinking it.
2: No, I actually I wasn't. I was thinking <laughs> that's like my classroom.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So, all right, so enough messing around. We're here to give thanks. Today, this episode is dropping on Thanksgiving in the United States. So we're going to talk about Thanksgiving and Lincoln's role in that holiday, which is actually very, very significant because the first time that a president recognized it as an annual holiday was Abraham Lincoln on October 3rd of 1863, Uh, So we're going to talk about that, about him establishing Thanksgiving and what that kind of means for us and what it means for historians, I think is kind of important, too. Uh, The first thing I'd like to point out that, um, you know, it's interesting that he declared on October 3rd, 1863, that uh, Thanksgiving was going to be a thing, Uh, went and delivered a little speech in Gettysburg, uh, and then celebrated, you know, came back and promptly celebrated Thanksgiving uh, exactly, was it exactly a week later? I'm not sure. Uh, but the the holiday, as Lincoln specified, was for it to be on the last Thursday of November. Um, and the proclamation is obviously still exists. And if you read it, it's very interesting because it doesn't read like anything Lincoln wrote, which is which makes sense because he didn't write it. Yep. True yep. story. Who wrote it, Nick?
2: <laughs> <laughs> William Seward.
0: Seward. Real Spitter drinking game. Uh, yeah, Seward wrote it, and, like, it is, they didn't even, I mean, not that they would have, because it doesn't matter, because that kind of thing happened a lot, but reading it, you know, like, I didn't even really need to, like, research, and I'm like, this is clearly Seward. Seward had to have written this, because yeah. it's, like, um, interest, you know, I, I'm always interested in how Lincoln was a very elo- eloquent writer. Um, very colorful language, big vocabulary, but still very accessible. And you think he's this brilliant writer and then you read Seward and it's like so academic and highbrow and, it, you know, trying to you know, trying to outdo himself, I guess, or, you know, trying it's just, it, it doesn't feel nearly as accessible. You know, I was thinking like, oh yeah, we should read it on the show. Yeah. And then I got like five words into it. and I'm like, we're not reading this, this thing. Is. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's,
1: like, that's, that's that's what I thought too. It's very different from Lincoln's, but it also, you know, kind of goes back to when Lincoln passed off the first inaugural to him and said, here, you know, your thoughts in, and then Seward did. And then there's all this stuff crossed out, you know, by Lincoln he's changing what Seward's thoughts were and putting it into words that are, you know, or would have been more accessible and understood by um, the people that giving the inaugural to. You know?
0: Yeah. I think a, a good comparison is when you look at, a two-hour speech by Edward Everett and a two-minute speech yeah. by Lincoln, and like, oh yeah, yeah, you said it all in two minutes, and I, you know, um, Lincoln's writing, I think a good way to summarize it, or or all way to summarize it is he can, you know, he'll he'll say something in five words that Seward would take thirty-five to say, mm-hmm. um, yet it's still very well written, well spoken, and eloquent. Yep. So, yeah. So, so I'm thankful for that that aspect of Abraham Lincoln. You're going to do this a lot this episode, right? I know. It's all about showing Thanks, y'all. Um, so a little history. Uh, well, one thing about the proclamation itself that I think is worth pointing out that is not mentioned in it at all anywhere, even a little bit, is the first time that the European settlers were able to harvest something in New England and then celebrated with the indigenous people who were already there in, a, in this wonderful, peaceful experience. Um, so it 's interesting how we 've kind of appropriated that whole story and made it the Thanksgiving story, whether it 's you know that that happened for sure in one way or another um, but it's it was not the intent that Abraham Lincoln had when creating the Thanksgiving holiday. The text in in the proclamation was very religious, very mm-hmm. religious in its overtones, mm-hmm. but was very specific specifically intended to be a day to give thanks, not a day to remember the pilgrims. Yeah, you know, and then kind of I just pulled a quote from it, but there's
2: one part, to heal the wounds of the nation, restore it. You know, around this time, Lincoln's given a lot of different speeches of, you know, kind of promoting this unity, you know. um, Granted, I know Lincoln didn't write it, but, you know, a lot of the stuff he's doing and a lot of stuff that his name is tied to is, you know, unity, restoring the union, and this kind of falls with that as well, so um and I believe this is the first time he offered a proclamation. This is kind of where he made it a little bit more uh official because he did it a couple well, I guess in eighteen sixty one I found he ordered government office closed for a day of thanksgiving, so not thanksgiving, you know, with the capital T there, and then many presidents did that before I mean George Washington did it um you know, and it happened, but Lincoln's the guy who made it like the Thanksgiving capital yeah. T on that. That's
0: what that's what he, Al did. He capitalized it. Yeah, he yeah.
2: capitalized that stuff.
0: And I do think it was a, a bit of a nod to George Washington because George Washington declared a Thanksgiving holiday just one, but it was on November 26th, uh, so around the same time of year, and it was in 1789, yeah. which was like right when we right when we got going yeah. as as a nation. So. Um I think the timing may have had something to do with that. I mean, and if you're if you're a little on the cynical side, you probably are pointing to or thinking about um the need for a, a morale boost uh in late eighteen sixty-three for sure. Yes. Um coincidentally I think the Gettysburg Address did far more than creating a holiday ever could have um mm-hmm. to create that morale boost, but you know, over time Thanksgiving certainly makes us feel makes us feel good, both both spiritually and Physically, Mm -hmm. with all of that yummy, yummy food.
2: And there was a lady who was pushing for it for quite a while, too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That kind of kicked it in gear. Uh, Sarah Hale,
0: right? Am I right on that? It is yeah, Yeah. Sarah Hale, and and, and she's she's famous for something other than promoting Thanksgiving. Probably more famous.
1: A song song that was the bane of my existence growing up.
0: I bet it was. I bet it was. Uh Mary oh, yeah. Mary uh may have been asked by some mean first and second graders yep. where, where her little lamb was.
1: Oh, I no, just all through altar school.
0: Is this something you need to talk about, Mary? Do we need to take some time to, to no, un- unpack okay. this? Um yeah, but the, <laughs> the show's is gonna it?
2: turn into therapy for yeah. Mary.
0: Yeah. We we've had a breakthrough, we realized
1: Mary <laughs> had a little
0: lamb, those mean kids. Uh, I actually yeah.
1: laughed when I saw that. I was like, "Oh God, that had to come up
0: that song." <laughs> I want to be like, "Really?" Like, I mean, I, credit where credits due. Like, you wrote you wrote the song, but you know, it's no Gettysburg Address. I'm just saying, it's not. Uh, ah, yeah.
2: I bet more people have that one memorized than the Gettysburg Address.
0: I mean, like, fleece was white as what's Something really white? Yes, no, that I mean, come on, <laughs> how long did that take?
2: I don't know. I I'm just putting it up there with the Gettysburg Address. Right. I'm not saying it's ahead of it.
0: But she, I think, did intend for it to be the honoring of the pilgrims kind of thing. She was, she was fighting for a mm-hmm. holiday from like 18, what is it, 18? Yeah, she was fighting
2: for it for a while. 1827?
1: 1827.
0: 1827. Yeah. Yep, from 1827 until right up until Lincoln did it, she was fighting. They said about 30 years she was fighting for it to be a national holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, interesting little tidbit there. Um, and I don't know if really one thing had anything to do with the other. Or if Maybe that's how they kind of combined the the two ideas of the honoring of the the first harvest that white people had here um, and the Thanksgiving holiday that Lincoln put up um, because, yeah, it was... Uh, really, if you think about it, those two concepts aren't really that closely related, um, celebrating agriculture and, you know, I don't know if it was a Thanksgiving necessarily in the same way that uh, that he intended it to, but... Um but yeah so Do you Lincoln, think he
2: was singing of football and that's grenades. right he's like the, the Detroit Lions yep. are going to play every day every year yeah, the Detroit Lions yep.
0: uh Dallas Cowboys also um
2: America's team of
0: course yeah naturally um you know and in, in the that's
2: where the Alamo's at right Dallas I know that's in San Antonio I remember I remember on.
0: that <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah there's you know like turkeys weren't uh likely weren't served Very often in the 1620s when the first so-called first Thanksgiving happened. Uh, But it would probably definitely have been something that Abraham Lincoln would have eaten at a bigger feast, I would guess.
2: Is this your segue into the next part of this?
0: No, but there's some other little uh, tidbits. uh, Because Lincoln, actually, if we were true rail splitters, we would not be celebrating Thanksgiving this week. We'd be celebrating Thanksgiving on November 29th, I believe.
1: That's
2: when I celebrate it.
0: You should, because if you subscribe, no, no, November 30th. The 30th, 30th. If you subscribe to, to Lincoln's, Lincoln's proclamation, he said the last Thursday in November. Mm-hmm. So if we were really good little Lincoln followers, we would shun our families on Thursday and tell them that they're going to need to cook for us on the 30th. Because he <laughs> said the last Thursday. Well, then FDR came in doing what FDR does and just like deciding he's going to, you know, just make decisions on behalf of millions of people without any p- approval from any legislative bodies. I
2: like it. A man uh, who knows I get stuff done.
0: Yeah. Uh, he just yeah. he just up and decided that he's going to extend the holiday shopping season by moving Thanksgiving from the last Thursday to the third Thursday. Um, so for two years, 1939 and 1940, it was on the third Thursday in November. Um, and then for some reason, people were so mad about it and Congress was so mad about it, he finally caved to the pressure and then moved it didn't move it back and then he moved it to the fourth Thursday in November. Um, so on years like this year where it happened the fourth where there's five Thursdays in November, yep. it's on a different Thursday than what Lincoln had intended, uh, because FDR tried to extend the holiday season by by a week, which is just, to me is just silly. I don't,
2: dude. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do to the end of depression.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that's it though.
2: Dude, Black Friday sales, think about that. they have to hire new workers, trickle down.
0: That's right. Yeah, I'm sure he was really, he's like, you know, have no fear. Yep. <laughs> Black
1: have Friday. no
2: fear, Black Friday's, Black here. Friday's yeah.
0: here. The only thing we have to fear is not getting our doorbusters, not getting in the front yep. line for our doorbusters on Black Friday.
2: <laughs> uh Yeah, I don't see...
0: <laughs> so... Um, Nick, I think you had some in your show notes about the famous parting, pardoning of turkeys and Lincoln's role in that.
2: Yeah, turkeys. Lincoln pardoned one.
0: Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I believe it was Tad who begged him to do so. Yeah. It was. Yep.
2: And it was not on Thanksgiving, though, when he pardoned the turkey. It was Christmas time. Oh, okay. 1863. They got a turkey, I guess. And then uh, Tad, you know, um, Tad being the situation he is, you know. Um, I believe around this time. Well, when did Willie die?
1: Uh, he would have died February, January, February,
2: eighteen sixty-two. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, you know, Tad. Obviously, they Tad basically had the run of the White House. You know, um, they were yeah, and Tad did Tad things. Um, so he got the thing. It became attached to it. Became a pet. Named it Jack. And then, you know, basically Lincoln was telling them, um, you know, Jack was sent here to be killed and eaten for this very Christmas. Um, and then basically he talked his dad out of it. And so Lincoln basically pardoned the uh, turkey. I read somewhere that he actually wrote up something. Um, and, yeah, he wrote it on a card, handed it to Tad. And then the turkey survived. And I read an account. Um, it was a great article on the Smithsonian. It wrote it a couple years ago I came across. So, um And then, like, 1864, the soldiers were lining up on Election Day, and the turkey was, like, hanging out in the line, and then um, Lincoln basically saw it and asked if the turkey was voting, and Tad said, oh, no, he isn't of age yet. So, you know, kind of typical Lincoln, um, you know, with the sense of humor there. So Lincoln actually is the first one to pardon, did not do it on Thanksgiving. So, however, a lot of people have done it on Thanksgiving. So... A lot of people believe it started with Truman. Truman was offered a turkey, was given a turkey to him from, uh, I can't remember what company it was, but I saw it. And then he actually cooked it and ate it. Um, so he did not do it. The first time the pardoned Jews in reference to a turkey around Thanksgiving, it was slightly after the Iran-Contra scandal, and they were asking Reagan if he was going to pardon Oliver North, and his response was he joked that if that year's turkey had not already been uh, destined for a petting farm, he would have pardoned him. So I found that kind of humorous and joked to that. So, um, Which led me to believe, you know, hey, Trump's already pardoned his turkey, right, Sheriff Joe? Yeah. Oh, oh nice. Oh. Oh. And then I thought the first it's party of the turkey, turkey. was actually uh, Gerald Ford when he pardoned Nixon. Oh, yeah, oh. <laughs> I wrote that in my show notes to add those Is that, to a, is those that a Nixon jowls? Like his jowls? <laughs> oh, well, come on. Yeah. And then, actually, George H.W. Bush is kind of credited with starting it first. So, um, 1989, um, he did the presidential pardon. Um, Loud and Obama continued that tradition all the years, I believe, he was in office. Yeah. And then I saw a headline that Trump is also planning on pardoning yep. his second turkey of the year, so...
1: Yeah, there's
0: like two turkeys you get to
1: pick. There's two of them. Yeah. yeah. And there were, they were in a hotel room last night. I saw photos of it. It was really, it was like, there's turkeys in a hotel room. So your
0: tax dollars hard at work, everybody.
2: You know, that reminds me of when you go to, if you ever go to Memphis, there's a hotel, I can't remember the name of it, but they parade the ducks down and like the ducks like walk around, they get in a fountain and then they go back up to like this penthouse for ducks. Like they do this every day. And there's wow. like a guy who like marches him out, like dressed in this full suit.
0: Man, we are setting new records for getting off topic. Yeah,
2: well, it <laughs> kind of relevant. Yeah, I think Lincoln though they had a lot of animals, didn't they?
0: Pets? They did. At the White they House did. Yes, that's a great segue, Nick, because I was going to tell a story about uh, how Abraham Lincoln. And this is possibly apocryphal, but it has shown up in many biographies that I've read. Um, so it is accepted that it, it at least is a story that was believed to be true during Lincoln's lifetime. But when he was seven years old, um, obviously living on the frontier, you a lot of times had to provide your own food or hunt or gather or whatever. I mean, not really hunt and gather. Like, you know, it wasn't a caveman, but you know what I mean. Um, but he, when he was seven, he shot his first wild turkey. Um, and the story goes that the experience of taking a life in that way really bothered him. Um, And that was the only time he ever killed an animal, which growing up in Indiana and Illinois would have made him unique. Uh, You know, that was definitely um, being on the frontier and kind of establishing this reputation as a rail splitter uh, name drop. Um, You you know, you you wouldn't think that he didn't hunt and didn't, and was not only didn't hunt, but was adverse to killing animals. Uh, But ever since then, he was kind of known to be a fan of animals. They always had pets. Mm-hmm. Old Bob, mm-hmm. obviously, the yeah. horse. Fido was the dog.
1: Yeah. He had some cats, and there's the story of these kittens he looked after when he was visiting General Grant um, in 1864. Or no, 1865, when he visited him for 16 days, there were some cats that he was looking after.
0: Yeah, which is one thing that this rail splitter has not in common. We only record at Nick's house like once every four times because my allergies to his cat Wrigley. Are my, my, my diabetic cat. Yeah. That Aww. I had to give insulin twice a day.
1: Oh, I had, my, I had to do that to my cat.
0: Yeah. Nobody cares about yep. me needing to inject Xanax, not Xanax, Zyrtec. <laughs> Zyrtec. Started with the same sound. Uh, Lincoln's cats were named Tabby and Dixie. Interesting. Aww. His cat was named Dixie.
1: And they had two goats named Nanny and Nanko.
0: Man. No wonder the uh, trivia episode was like, oh, you guys know everything. We're like, no, we don't. And then we're just like <laughs> spewing out pet names. Like, yeah, maybe we kind of do know a lot of use- useless yeah. stuff about about our, our guy.
2: There's a long history of a lot of crazy animals at the White House. And I didn't realize this. I don't know if you saw it when you went to the Grant House in Galena. Uh there's like they have like a little exhibit out back. It's just like a bunch of figurines. But it was just like I realized like holy smoke, there's been a lot of crazy pets at the White House over the years. Like Teddy Roosevelt naturally had like yeah. zillions of them. So it's kind of something interesting to look up if you're if you're bored on, you know mm. you got that Thanksgiving hangover, the turkey <laughs> hangover that is.
0: Yeah, there's uh socks. Bill Clinton's cat. Yep. Trump
2: does not have any pets right
0: now, does he? No. Yeah, whatever the thing in his head is.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's. I don't know. Yeah. No. Hey, no.
0: No. That, that's not. Yeah, about that will spiral down Let's the give hall. Thanks for not having to talk about that. So. Yeah.
2: But the last few presidents have only been like either a cat or a dog, right?
1: Yeah.
2: I don't think there's yeah. been multiple, have there?
1: Yeah, the like Obamas had. Uh, they did. They have one dog.
0: Yeah, just Bo. Right? Wasn't it Bo? Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. What W have, a dog?
0: Yep. Yeah. The cat so. was well, Clinton, he, right? Yeah, it was on a ranch, so he had like horses and stuff too. So Yeah. Yeah, uh, the Clintons had socks. Yeah. The cat socks, yeah. Hmm. So That's anyway, just... uh, Fido, what a you know, what a good name for a dog. And then Dixie the cat. Although I will say my favorite Lincoln pet name is Old Bob. Great yep. name for a horse. And it just <laughs> that, is... that more than any of the other names, I can just see him. Like picture him. Talking to old Bob, yeah. I know.
2: We should do a uh, a podcast on Civil War horses.
1: Ooh, nice. Oh, I'd be uh, up for that. <laughs> right, you got, you <laughs> do the
0: research, Traveler. Yep. Right, yeah. Traveler was Lee's horse. That's. I think that's all I got. I don't think I know any other ones.
1: Traveler, uh, Cincinnati was Grant's horse. Mm. Dang. Uh, Little Sorrel was Jackson's horse. Mary's was... gonna have to
0: put show notes together for this.
2: Yeah, one. no kidding.
1: I could do that. <laughs> Sam was Sherman's horse. <laughs>
2: hang wow. what what about Stewart? What was his horse?
1: Stewart, uh, he probably had a lot. High fly, high fly. Nice.
2: Really, same horse uh, the whole
1: time. And I uh, know a couple. And uh, Sheridan's horse was Rienzi. Wow. Which, by um, the way, by the way, we're in a the, Google
0: Chat. Yeah. If you're listening, and I can. She's verify, not looking. This yeah, up, she's yeah. not looking at. I can verify no, I, that there's no cheating going yeah, on. No. She, these are all uh, and, top of the
1: head. Rienzi was actually born in Port Huron, Michigan, where I frequent quite or near Port in Michigan, where I frequent quite often. Wow,
0: I still prefer Old Bob. I think Old Bob's the best yeah.
1: name.
0: <laughs> I'm a big Secretariat fan.
1: I wonder if Old Bob's name was always Old Bob.
0: <laughs> like they say, him, it
1: like, was named the story that said he kind of, as a joke, named it after his son Robert. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just started calling him Old Bob. Old Bob.
0: Old Bob.
1: Old Bob.
2: And you didn't think we were going to be able to cover enough content here?
0: No, we had a little bit of backup content, but like it's uh, there's quite a lot of Thanksgiving stuff out there. This is a little bit more of a fun episode. It's just because we're you know it's Thanksgiving time, y'all. You shouldn't be listening to a podcast. You should be hanging
2: out with your family. Is that another segue into the next part? Or no?
0: It can be, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I suppose a lot of people are probably traveling, so podcasts are great on the road.
1: I don't know if ours is, but you know, let's hope so.
0: Tweet at us. It, is,
1: I, I, it is. I listened before I um, joined you guys um, on a road trip I took to Canton, Ohio. I listened to two episodes, two or three episodes while I was on the road. So yes, Rail Splitter podcast is excellent to listen to on the road. Road
0: trip approved.
2: So when you're driving yes, home, if you didn't listen to us on your way to your grandma's house or your mom's house or ever house, listen to us on the way home.
0: They would literally had to be listening. And whatever. Probably. They're
2: listening yeah, right now. They're, I'm assuming I'm assuming most people are listening to this as they're eating Thanksgiving dinner because <laughs> oh God, you should hear this great new podcast. You know what? There's such great conversationalists. We should just play that. That way we don't argue about <laughs> politics at the dinner table mm-hmm. and we could listen to them. And then they'll be introduced to it. So they're gonna have to go back and listen to the other twenty four episodes. There
0: you go. There you go. Are we at episode twenty five? I think we are. All right, so uh, we're going to transition a little bit. Um, we do have her This Week in Lincoln coming up, and we do have a review that we want to share. But before we do that, um, it is cliche, and I don't care, um, to go around the table and talk about things we're thankful for because that's what you do at Thanksgiving. Um, is it
2: Lincoln-related?
0: Uh, it can be whatever related. Um, of course, you know, like, oh, how how amazing is it that I, our, our – you know, we drop shows on Thursdays, and it just happens to be Thanksgiving this year. It's on Thursday every year, so you know we'll, we'll have to improvise. But uh, the yeah. fourth, the fourth Thursday, I, I believe it's I believe it's appropriate too. It's altogether fitting and proper that we uh, give give a little bit of thanks.
1: I agree.
2: All right, who are you thinking? Am I last? Am first? Yeah, it sounds like you're first. Well, what if you like like you guys all do something better, and then my first one's crappy?
1: It's your turn to be first, Nick. There's no ranking. There's no ranking (laughs) of
2: thanks. Well, like, well, I feel like I got to thank my family. Aren't you the favorite
1: favorite rail splitter needs to go first? (laughs) That's right. That's that's Nick,
2: right? No, they want to hear me last. So they go, oh, yeah, he (laughs) was better than all of them.
0: What they really want to hear is argue over who's going to speak.
2: I don't know. I'm thankful for, you know, life, family, rail splitter nation. Uh, I'm thankful people listen and actually enjoy the show, to be all honest. Like, we're going to keep it show-related. That mm-hmm. is kind of cool that people, like, actually tweet at us and um, write comments and say very nice things. So I am very thankful to our very loyal listeners, um, and we do appreciate it, and it's made this very enjoyable. So that's where I'll go with it, as well as my family, of course, and oh, friends. Yeah. Yeah, I think A- and you guys and my other fellow yeah. Rail splitters. Even though you're not quite up to my rail splitter level,
0: it's <laughs> so endearing when you say it that way. Yeah, it's. Hi, right, Mary. You want to go next? You want me to go? Yeah,
1: uh, I can go next. Go. I gotta say, I agree with exactly what Nick said. So, family, friends, um, I'm thankful to be part of this awesome podcast. So, thank you for asking me to join you two on it. Um, I'm thankful for all our listeners and just thankful for the opportunity to be able to spread um you know like just the word and keep Lincoln's spirit alive basically because he was such an awesome human and um yeah I'm thankful for all the usual stuff all
0: right yeah well said and uh I would concur I mean obviously I'm very thankful for my two children and my family um in the health and all those things that I'm blessed to have. Uh, This year, um, you know, kind of thinking about last year at Thanksgiving versus this year, like I just feel like I've got uh, much more, you know, much more going on in a good way. You know, having the opportunity to meet Mary and uh, build a friendship there and and a partnership in the rail splitter with with Mary and Nick has been, really helped me um, with like work stress and family stress and you know, it's just nice to have an hour where you're just kind of chatting about a subject that we all know and love. So I, mm-hmm. I really appreciate that addition uh, this year at Thanksgiving time Um and uh interacting with everybody. Like being a Lincoln fan, I've been a Lincoln fan for years and years and years, but I never actually thought to look for like Twitter accounts, you know, and, yeah, and blogs same and things, you know, like yeah. I just read books because like, I think part of that's, you know, that's just how we learn, right? Like, oh, I want to learn more. So you get a book and you know, just Nick and I one night, just just kind of BSing at a bar. We're just like, yeah, hey, I'd love to start a podcast. Yeah, I don't really remember. That's where it started, and uh, <laughs> and uh, and it turned me on to all of these different things. You know, um, Twitter. You accounts. kind of paused there. It
2: turned me on. It turned me on to all kinds of Twitter accounts. <laughs> it turned me and, on. You know,
0: um, but like, like just this entire Lincoln community that it, like is obviously has been there forever, and I just didn't really ever tap into. So very, it is. It is an
2: awesome. Online like social media linkin community yeah, that's been very, very cool to uh, take notice of
0: yeah and it's it's fun too because no it's it's like so so not about who knows more than whom and who's mm-hmm. and who can like spout off it's like all supportive and it's a, and it's like a, it feels like a fandom like I feel very similar yeah. to like fan groups that i that I'm like belong to for bands and stuff like it's very similar like yeah no one is everybody's just like sharing this like you know sharing a common interest instead of trying to say like you don't know what you're talking about blah blah blah. and if somebody does engage in that like everybody just jumps on them there's no yeah
2: no gatekeeping right I just learned that term the other day yeah yes by the the great John Nicewander of Blockade Runner oh I just want to give him credit because he introduced
0: me so, um but anyway, I'm thankful for you all, I'm thankful for everybody who listens, um keep interacting with us on social media. We'll try to do a I'll try to do a better job of uh tweeting stuff out and all that good it's stuff. It's your Thanksgiving resolution. Um so are we ready for this week in Lincoln? Yeah. All right. Uh, yes. I am going to supply the this week in Lincoln this week. And the reason I'm going to do it is because one of my favorite Lincoln items that I have uh I only get to have like, out on display for a short time. But since this episode's dropping on Thanksgiving, it's appropriate that I can put out my holiday decorations. So I have a Lincoln nutcracker that I'm placing on the table right here. Um, so awesome. Yeah, so it's, you know, like, nutcrackers are holiday things now just because of the ballet or whatever. So um, I got this at the Lincoln Museum. It was, and my one complaint about the Lincoln Museum, the gift shop, is obscenely priced. Like, they're very, very high prices in the gift shop. So this was a little bit more expensive than I would have liked. But it's a Nutcracker with a top hat, and he's holding the Gettysburg address, and he makes the holidays complete.
2: What's up with house. the hair?
0: He doesn't really have a beard, and his hair isn't the, maybe the right it's color. It's like reddish, like yeah. reddish. Yeah, he's a redhead. Red? It's kind of like a red, yep. yeah. But, you know, the Nutcracker's all have to fit. It's cool. Like some sort of a theme, right? Like mm-hmm. yeah, He's got the top hat. Mainly on, in so the jaw, like, tricks. yeah. yeah. It works. So I'm very cool. uh, very happy with my Abraham Lincoln uh nutcracker. Yeah, that's I, awesome. I'll tweet out a anybody
2: uh, use nutcrackers anymore?
0: I I, I do, but I th- I think they're actually like steel and you know, actually crack nuts.
2: Yeah, you couldn't even fit there's a lot of jokes
0: there. Yeah, we're uh. just uh. <laughs> 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 yeah. So it's a little dusty. It's been in uh, my holiday storage area for a while. But this uh very prominently on display uh for the holidays in our house. Um little nameplate on the bottom says Abraham Lincoln in case you're curious who the, who the top-headed person with a Gettysburg address is. But <laughs> there's her this week in Lincoln. So what do we have for, uh, for parting thoughts?
2: Uh, if you like what you're hearing, tweet at us. Subscribe to us on uh, iTunes or Podbean and drop us a review. Five stars, preferably. Heck, even if you hate us, like you can hate all you want, just go to the five stars and then you could just hate on me. That's cool. So, and we and do, uh,
0: we will, sh- unless do you we have a review, we can do you... have a review. We actually have a comment, oh, comment. on Podbean. Podbean's our, our host, like our hosting service, um, that we you know, we pay an annual fee and they kind of store all of our audio files. So, like, uh, in case you're wondering how podcasts work, there's a hosting place, and then iTunes just kind of pulls it from there. But anyway, this is a comment uh, from Podbean from Triz Nation. Triz Nation. Triz Nation. Uh, I have been looking for a good Lincoln podcast for a long time, something that explores his life on a more personal level, rather than as the mythical being he's come to be viewed as. I found exactly what I was looking for in your podcast. The way you approach the Lincoln story is both unique and exciting. Many history-related podcasts lose sight of their overall goal and have a tendency to let their show degrade into a boring focus on dates and facts. But you guys keep it fresh and make listening fun. Thank you for the show and keep up the good work, Tris Nation. Thank you. That was very, very kind of you to say. Um,
2: Did she mention I'm her favorite rail (laughs) splitter? Or he? Or he?
0: uh, They. I, I, it's kind of implied, just because they're a fan of the show. So obviously, my, yeah, yeah, true. Well, obviously, uh, you they're are. obviously, they're yeah. obviously you hash, are. hashtag Team Nick.
2: I'll give uh, yeah. I'll give boys a couple of uh, autographs. So when he's at the museum, in case you bump into him, he can hand <laughs> you guys that.
0: And but and actually, if you're listening and, and you want to write a review, feel free to put on there hashtag Team Team Nick hashtag hashtag Team Mary. That might be kind of fun to, to, to keep track of that. Could, it could lead to hurt feelings. I'll, I'll, humbly, I'll humbly accept oh. my lack of hashtags. We know where they're all going.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs>
2: I'm going to get the department, so that means yeah. you're out yeah. for those hashtags. It's yeah. 50-50, them, me, and Mary.
0: So, yeah, that'd be kind of fun. And if you've already written a review, you can always go back and, and uh, edit it. It uh, might be fun. You don't have to pick favorites. You know, it's kind of like your kids, but you can if you want Yeah, so.
2: you know... Um, if it's me, definitely you should put it out there. If it's to others, <laughs> nobody cares.
0: So, uh, we got some big shows planned for December uh, we as do. we kind of do the rush to the holidays. Um, so we're going to continue to pump shows out week. We can do a Lincoln Black Friday episode. Yeah, we're, we're uh, <laughs> our, the Black Friday deal is we're going to post an episode on Thursday, and we're going to we're going to knock the price down from zero. We're going to cut it in half. Uh, so no, but we got some some cool shows coming up here in December. Um and I know everybody gets busy in the holiday season and I uh, we'll mm-hmm. hope everybody stays safe and all that kind of stuff. But if you're driving around town, just go ahead and throw us on and listen to us while you're while you're doing your shopping. So any other parting thoughts before we uh we let everybody get back to their Thanksgiving?
2: Happy Thanksgiving to everybody in America and uh also to other people who celebrate it, maybe not in America. Like,
1: yeah, <laughs>
2: like Mary and her family. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah so thanks for listening.
1: Uh, happy Thanksgiving from up here in Canada to all of our listeners, and thank you for listening.
0: Alrighty, you thanks. guys are awesome. Thank you for listening, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, and keep walking the world with malice toward none and with charity for all, and we will see you next week.